This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you, wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Well, hey there, everyone. Welcome to joining Jesus on mission, on his mission. It's great to have you here. Uh, Let's go ahead and open our time with prayer. All right. Lord God, as we come to you today, we ask that you would lead us to to see what's in front of us, to read our culture, and not only read our culture, but to understand our culture. And Lord, we ask that you would lead us to not only read and understand our culture, but that you would lead us to read people to read people so that we can truly understand them so that by your grace, we can reach today's people with Christ's victory. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and share my screen with you so we can uh, follow along with that. And uh, we had our prayer. And so we just want to kind of review real quickly and keep us up to date and up to speed Uh, um, where we're going to be going uh, tonight and things like that. So as we think back, we we talked about that so many of us, we we thought we grew up in a church culture. Everybody said they were going to church, uh, but the reality is uh, that we really weren't going to to church, okay? We maybe were, but a lot of people were, all right? And, And so... We called it a church culture, but it really wasn't. We went to church, and as we went to church, people, our neighbors, their cars were in their driveways and their garages. And when we got back a little over an hour later, uh, those cars were in the exact same place. They didn't go anywhere. They didn't go to church. Or, or we went to church, and on the way home, we stopped off at the grocery store and got some things for, for uh, lunch, Sunday lunch. And while we were there, we saw our neighbors uh, but they didn't have on what was called church clothes, okay? And they didn't have on church clothes, what was considered back they, that day anyway, church clothes, because they didn't go to church, okay? They didn't go to church. Somewhere along the way, church became optional, okay? It became one of many options. Maybe one of those options was sleeping in. Maybe it was watching the, the Sunday morning football shows or, or going to a, a football game on Sunday morning. Or maybe it was everybody was going out to brunch. Or maybe it was people went shopping. Uh, but whatever it was, going to church just kind of became optional. It was one of many options. And to be honest, to a lot of people, apparently, it didn't have all that high a value. And maybe it's because they looked around and they saw people that went to church and they saw people that went to the football games and and they saw people that went shopping or to brunch or sleeping in and, and all those things. And they didn't really notice a difference. So they didn't think it was all that valuable. Church became an option. It became so far pushed back, right, that now we live in a post-Christian culture, almost to the extent it's almost so far gone that it's almost now a pre-Christian culture. I want to show you a, a picture of the Cholatuka Bridge. It's 
in Honduras. This bridge was originally built, say, in the, in the mid-30s or so. As I understand it, it was by uh, the Japanese government stepped in and helped out and built this uh, amazing bridge. And then over time, the Honduran government realized that for this to be able to withstand hurricanes and all those kinds of different things, that it needed an upgrade. And, and so as I understand the story, the Army Corps of Engineers went in in the mid-90s and fortified this bridge so that it could withstand a hurricane and, and all those things. And since I brought up a hurricane, you know what happened, right? A hurricane came. A hurricane came in the late 90s, okay? And this was Hurricane Mitch, and it was, it was out in the, in the sea. It was like a Category 5 hurricane. But as it made its way to Honduras, it, it lost its strength, and it stalled out over Honduras as a Category 1 hurricane. And so what that meant was that this hurricane dumped rain after rain after rain on Honduras. So much rain. Some reports said that there was over six feet of rain, over 72 inches of rain. Okay, the bridge, the bridge withstood the wind and uh, the rain and all of that. But the hurricane changed things. There were a lot of mountains that, you know, the rain fell on and, it, and all the water came in and went into the river. And so what happened is, although the bridge was with able to withstand the hurricane, the hurricane and all that water actually changed the course of the river. So much so that the river doesn't go underneath the bridge anymore. The river actually moved away from the bridge. So now, as you can see in the picture, there's this bridge, and there's no water flowing underneath it. The river moved. And as that river moved, our culture has moved from post-Christian to the degree again, that we're almost in a pre-Christian culture. And so as we look back here, a couple of things, as we look back over the last number of decades, over the last decades, millions have literally walked away from the church. And of those who are attending church, only about 20% are attending on any given Sunday. You know, back in the day in the church culture, when it was really a church culture, most people went at least three out of four Sundays in a month. And if you were missing from church one of those Sundays, it was not uncommon for the pastor to ask if you were all right. Was there some reason why you were missing? And now, those who attend church attend about one out of five Sundays. According to a study, I saw Americans with no religious uh, affiliation. Uh, that number has never been higher. While at the same time, confidence in organized religion has hit an all-time low. In fact, as the study says, less than 10% of adults 
under 30 participate in the life of a congregation. Maybe you know someone under 30 who doesn't attend church. Maybe you are one of those who are under 30 and not attending. Okay, and, and so cultures changed. Things have changed. And guess what? Things just changed again. With the pandemic here of 2020 in the United States, things have changed. We can't go back, okay? But we can go forward. We can be missionaries and join Jesus on his mission. We can't go back, but we can go forward and we can be missionaries with Jesus, joining him on his mission. And here's some great news, great news. What people outside of Christianity are looking for, Jesus has already called us to believe and do. Okay, Jesus has already called us to believe and do these things that people outside of the church are looking for in their lives. You see, people take note of when someone is willing to sacrifice themselves for the good of others. Okay? Just think of that. That was Jesus, right? He sacrificed himself literally for the good of others. And so just how can you and I make sacrifices today? I'm not talking about losing our life, right? But how can you and I make sacrifices for people today for the good of others? Remember, we want to put others first. That's countercultural and attractional. Today, people appreciate the opportunity to sort through their spiritual questions honestly without manipulation. You know, they don't want to be looked at as a, a project, right? You and I wouldn't want to be looked that way. We want honest answers. So do, do other people, okay? And so we just need to share, share the truth, okay? So, for example, um, a young ruler came to Jesus and he said, what must I do to have eternal life? And they had this real honest conversation. And unfortunately, the rich young ruler walked away. Okay, but it's not always like that. Jesus had this amazing conversation with the Samaritan woman at the well. Maybe some of you will remember that, right? She came to the well in the middle of the day, in the heat of the day, when no one would go to the well, but she was going there because she was trying to hide her sins. She was going there in the middle of the day so she could hide because other, she knew what she, she was, she was disappointed in herself. She knew she was sinful, okay? Um, she may or may not call it that, but she knew that she was hurting and that, and that she was missing, that people were going to look down on her. And so she went in the middle of the day when no one else would go because it's too hot, right? But Jesus is there. And he offers her living water. And she kind of goes back and forth on the whole water thing. And then and Jesus says, well, why don't you tell me about your husband? Okay. And she says, well, you know, I, I don't have a husband. She said, yeah, I know. You've had five. And the one you're living with now isn't your husband. 
just an open, honest conversation. You know, Jesus wasn't expecting her to necessarily do anything. You know, he's just sharing the truth. And what did, what happens? She goes back to the town and invites everyone to come and see this guy, Jesus, who's told her everything she's ever done. Appreciate just allowing people to ask questions. Again, you don't have to have all the answers. You just can share hope if they ask for hope. That's where it's going to end up sooner or later. People are really going to know about hope. Remember, you don't have to know all the answers to all the questions. You can simply say, let me let me go and search that out or let me find out. Remember, you're on mission. You're not taking a test. You don't have to have all these facts and figures all laid out. Okay. Three people are intrigued by someone who exhibits both grace and wisdom. Right. So, for example, uh, people came to Jesus. They tried to trap him with taxes, you know, and should we pay taxes to Caesar or not? And, and Jesus said, well, show me the coin. And on the coin was a picture of Caesar. And so he said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's. Right. Just some wisdom. How can you and I interject grace and wisdom into our conversations, right? And, and so that's one of those things is not being judgmental. One of those things is being understanding. Uh, one of those things is following the ways of Jesus, okay? Today too, people are looking uh, for other people who exhibit those, those uh, fruits of the spirit from Galatians chapter five. They're looking for people who demonstrate and who are full of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control, okay? Those things stand out. Those things stand out. People today, they cheer redemptive action. They like it when someone gets rescued. Just think of the shows that are on TV. There's so many police shows and fire department shows. People want to see other people getting rescued. People want to discover the truth. There's extended education. There's books. There's internet searches. It's just like back in Jesus' day, right? A pilot goes, what's the truth? You know, what is the truth? Jesus says in his prayer in John chapter 17, uh, Father, sanctify them with your truth. Your word is truth, okay? People want to know what's true. They long today, number seven, for authentic community and people they can trust. Again, real friendships, whether we agree politically, religiously, um, whether we like the same teams or have the same hobbies, they're just looking for people to be people, people, they, they can trust. They wonder if an encounter with God is possible. Okay. They wonder if an encounter with God is possible. That's perfect for you and me, right? As we think about our worship time, our prayer time, the beauty of creation and all those things. It's just perfect. Just perfect. The bad news though is that a lot of people think the church can provide those things. 
but I want to share uh, a little bit of good news with you right now, okay? And the good news is this. I, I, I ran across this quote. It says, the good news is that Jesus has uniquely ripened the culture for the church to once again go and be the church in our neighborhoods, workplaces, and schools. If the culture won't come to our church building, the church can go to them and embody the very things for which they are longing. And you know what? That's actually how Jesus had always intended it and designed his church to operate. Being the people through whom the grace and truth of God is experienced by others in real life. It's just amazing, okay? People won't necessarily go to church. It's okay. The church, you and I as believers, are to go to them exactly what they want. They want to know if it works. They want to see it in real life. Jesus works, okay? Love, self-sacrificing love works. So what do we do? And that takes us back to Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 again. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We are to simply do what God has already prepared in advance for us to do. It's just an amazing way to open up your day. God, God, I know you're with me. Help me to do the good that you've already prepared in advance for me to do. I don't need to scheme. I don't need to plan. I just need to do what you have already prepared for me to do. Lord God, Holy Spirit, fill me up in such a way that I do the good that you've already prepared for me to do. Let me, in other words, check it out, let me just join Jesus in his mission. Okay. So we look at, at our culture. Culture has changed. Probably going through yet an additional change as well with the pandemic. Okay, cultures change, but the message of Jesus Christ has not changed. Okay, it will not change. The scripture says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The gospel doesn't change. If someone tries to change the, the, the good news of Jesus, they've corrupted it. It's no longer good. Jesus' message is perfect. It doesn't change, but the methods in which we deliver that method, or message rather, the methods that we use to deliver that message can change, do change, and quite often need to be changed, okay? Again, the message has not changed, but the methods do change, and now the methods need to change again, okay? So just again, going back uh, for a lot of us, uh, our Lutheran, you go way back, and, and we spoke German, right? Our ancestors spoke German. Well, if we were sitting here in the United States and all of our worship services were in German, uh, we wouldn't have a lot of people attending our worship services, right? Not that who we're going to be understanding anyway. So 
our, our methods need to change. Again, uh, right now, we're doing this via technology. That wasn't the way it was a long time ago, but now our method has changed. Yeah, to, to share the good news, that doesn't change. So what are some of the things that we can do today? How can we use action in the community and love our neighbor today to make a difference? People are willing to take note when someone makes a sacrifice. So how can you make a sacrifice? Maybe it's as simple as picking up your phone and calling in and checking on your neighbor. Maybe it's helping them at their lawn work. Maybe it's grocery shopping for them. Maybe it's asking them simply, may I pray for you? Now, any prayer requests, call a neighbor and check in. Uh, a way that we can show the love of Christ today is, is by having a, a food drive. You know, collecting food, taking it to the, you know, food donation centers that we have. We can do that individually or our churches can group together and do that kind of like right now as, as we're meeting. Uh, we're in Mobilize Milwaukee where our church and a number of other churches, our goal is to show in a tangible way our love for our brothers and sisters who do not have what we have. You know, for example, a lot of us, we may very well look into our cupboards and our refrigerators and, uh, and they're just packed, right? And go, oh, there's nothing to eat. So can't find something that we want. But, but there are people who go to their cupboards and they're actually empty. And the same for their refrigerators, if they even have a refrigerator. And so we're doing this food drive so that we can show our love to our brothers and sisters, whoever they might be, so that we can show the love of God, so that God might be glorified. God has blessed us so that we can be a blessing to others. Uh, another way is by having a blood drive. We're going to be doing one of those in just under a month on May 20th, as, as we're doing this, May 20th of 2020 where we can go and, and give our blood, a pint of blood that they say, they tell us that can save up to three different lives. Just a powerful way. Can you sacrifice some time? Can you give up some of your blood that, that God will replenish to help someone else? Yeah. Very powerful way. And right now, today, we can use social media like never before. Okay, to, to invite family and friends to spark discussions, to engage and, and different things like that. And so with your social media, I, I do want to encourage you, be careful of all your posts. Okay, it, it's one thing, you know, to say Jesus loves all people, which is true. Put that up there. That's great. If you do that, Jesus accepts you. Jesus loves you. But then if you, you go off in another post and you harsh on some politician, or something like that, understand that's a mixed message, right? You're saying Jesus loves people in one, and then you're saying, but as long as they're not people like that, or people who don't, and that's not the, the gospel. Jesus comes to us in all of our weaknesses. You can also hop on to 
to Victory's website and uh, our and Facebook page and Instagram and, and Twitter and all those things and like, comment and share as a, as a way to share the good news too. I'm sure all these things will change to one degree or another, will be more or less effective, these methods. But the key is that we share the message of Jesus that never changes, okay? So just kind of wrap things up, right? Culture has changed. Just as that river changed and, and made that bridge obsolete, even though it was a nice bridge and still a nice bridge, so our, our culture has changed. And so we need to change to meet them where they're at. The, the culture is longing for what Jesus has always wanted us to be. The culture is longing for people who will sacrifice for the good of others. People appreciate the opportunity to ask questions, honest questions. You know, for so long, we Christians thought we had to have all the answers. No, what we need to have is hearts that hear and listen and strive to understand hearts that are touched by the grace of God, grace that's filled our own hearts and grace that, that wants to reach out to others. People are intrigued by people who experience grace and wisdom today. People are looking for and longing for people who have a, a part of their lives, love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control. People love when, when people are rescued, when, when there's a, you know, someone to take care of them or other people. Uh, people wish to discover what's true. They're looking for authentic community and people they can trust. And they wonder if an encounter with God is possible. It's all just perfect. Because remember, Jesus is on his mission right now. Not only in your heart and mind, but in the hearts and minds and lives of every single other person. Holy Spirit, help us, lead us to join Jesus on his mission. Let's pray. Lord God, we, we come to you and, and we ask for your grace and your favor. We ask for the grace to see just how much you've poured out your grace on us. We ask that in your grace, uh, you would lead us to share your grace with other people. Lord God, favor us with your spirit, uh, with your strength, with your courage, with your love, with your determination, with your patience, and help us to be salt and light. Thank you, Jesus, for you, for you're our Savior, and you're our neighbor's Savior as well. You are the Savior of the whole world. We pray all these things trusting in you, Jesus. Amen. Well, thank you guys so much for taking the time to, to be here today. It was great to have you. Hope you got some, some nuggets to take away and put into practice in your day-to-day -day life as you walk through life with Jesus, who is on mission in your life and in the lives of every single other person. Take care and God bless. 
Thanks for listening to the Victory Podcast, brought to you by Victory of the Lamb in Franklin, Wisconsin. For video sermon archives, more information about us, and to let us know how we can meet you where you're at, go to victoryofthelamb.com.